Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, I'm all full of chocolate and love. Right. Well, that's true. You probably are full of chocolate and love. Yeah. I'm not. No. Why not? I mean, I'm full of love. You are. I'm not full of chocolate. You can never have enough chocolate. No, I can't. I really like chocolate. All right. Um... Let's start with the news from the Disney Parks blog. They are still talking about the Lunar New Year. There's some things for Lunar New Year that are going on. That's right. Friday was the Lunar New Year. It is also known as the Spring Festival. All right. So happy Spring Festival. Um, Imagineering in uh, Shanghai uh, put a special uh, calligraphy message together on video, uh, which says, Fortune Ox brings greetings for for the New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, the ox is the second position of the Chinese zodiac, which makes this the year of the ox. And of course, you know, because it's the year of the ox, who do they have representing the Lunar New Year? I don't know. Are there any oxes that we know? Clarabelle the cow. Clarabelle the cow is a cow. She's a cow, but it's I guess it's close <laughs> enough to an ox. Uh, so Clarabelle is getting a little bit of extra love this year. Uh, she has a new Lunar New Year costume, which debuted at the Shanghai Disney Resort. She made a major appearance on TikTok. Oh. Um, which I don't get uh, TikTok yet. Uh, but she was over there, and uh, that was a nice little appearance. Um, and did you know that Clarabelle is one of Minnie's oldest and dearest friends? She made her debut in Plain Crazy in 1928. Um, she has been known to be a bit of a gossip. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, she was the resident gossip columnist in House of Mouse. Okay. Um, and her relationship with Horace Horsecollar was the subject of many rumors in the Mickey Mouse newspaper comic strip. All right. Yeah, so apparently Clarabelle gets around. <laughs> and she tries to um, get in on something that she really has no right being part of. What's that, the Lunar New Year? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not her fault. She's just doing a job. Sure. That's what she tells you. Yes. All right. There's a um, feature on the Disney Parks blog about cooking up the magic at home. Is that also related to the Lunar New Year? It is. It's another hashtag Disney magic moments. Uh, And this is a recipe from Hong Kong Disneyland for a dish called Lo Hei, which means tossing up good fortune. This is a prosperity tossed salad consisting of fresh fish, shredded vegetables, fried crackers, and plum sauce. All right. Where do you buy fried crackers? I don't. Maybe you have to fry them them yourself. So we're going in the exact opposite direction of what they usually do. Usually they just like tell you to like put peanut butter and jelly on some bread and like crimp it together and call it something special. Right. But this time they're making us fry our own crackers. You're actually frying crackers. Um, So each ingredient uh, has a special significance for the year. Um, and uh, you serve this on a large plate and everyone joins in to toss and mix the ingredients while saying hopeful well wishes out loud okay. to bring about good luck. The higher the toss, the more prosperity it is purported to bring in the year ahead. So I would be tossing stuff uh, all over and super high. <laughs> in um, hopes of like what winning the Powerball? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, but apparently um, small rice crackers are what they consider to be fried crackers. And you don't have to fry them as part of this recipe. So maybe, if you, go to, be fried. maybe if you go to an Asian specialty store, specialty store, you can find 
rice crackers. Rice crackers. All right. Fried rice crackers. Okay. Is that it for that story? It is. All right. Then let's talk about um, what they are doing to celebrate Valentine's Day at Aulani. Well, we know that Stitch is a part of Aulani, and he's done some uh, meet and greets there, and, you know, he's Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, there's a new character in in Hawaii joining Stitch. Her name is Angel, uh, and she is Experiment 624. So she is two experiments prior to Stitch. All right. Um, She looks almost identical to him. She's a different color. She's pink. Uh, She's a little little girly. Have we seen her before, either at Aulani or somewhere else? I think she's part of the cartoons. Okay. Um, and, uh, Stitch is immune to the, uh, effects of her singing, uh, which turn people within earshot from good to evil. So, uh. She sounds he, wonderful. Yeah. He spent Valentine's wooing her, um, and she is now there at Aulani Resort. Threatening uh, guests. Threatening guests, turning them from good to evil. Uh, they have some special, specialty merchandise for her. Um, but, uh, if you're going to Aulani sometime soon, uh. Maybe you get a picture with her. You know, I used to think that Stitch was probably my least favorite Disney character. And yeah, you've just found a new least favorite Disney yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. What's her name again? Angel. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Angel. She's really no Angel. No. It's like Stitch, but worse. <laughs> okay. Um, fairy tale Weddings. Those are fun. It is the 30th uh, anniversary of Disney Fairy Tale Weddings this year. And to commemorate that, Disney is doing a fashion show of the Disney wedding dresses. That's right. The 2021 Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection of Bridal Gowns. Uh, there's a limited time fashion show on DisneyWeddings.com, hosted by Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars. Uh, and this is uh, event is celebrating the uh, Disney Wedding's 30th anniversary. Um, it gives a new look at the uh, 21 new wedding dresses, and uh, Beauty and the Beast celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. So special significance was placed on designing the three gowns inspired by Belle. Uh, most of the fashion show, well, all of the fashion show takes place at Disney's Wedding Pavilion. And uh, it's a collection of uh, dresses and flowers. So if you're into wedding dresses, that might be something you want to check out. I'm into wedding dresses, but I feel like it would be inappropriate for me to just start wearing them. Uh, yeah, I would I would think so. Maybe like, you know, to work. Yeah. <laughs> We go out to dinner, maybe. Sure. I get dressed up in a wedding sure. dress. Because I like wedding dresses. Okay. Um, Imagineering and ABC have teamed up for a new interactive video series. That's right. It is a new series called Imagine from Home, uh, which is uh, available on the streaming apps for ABC-owned television stations. And in each episode, Imagineers share their skills uh, and passion and show you how to uh, show you step-by-step instructions on how to draw or craft something inspired by Disney Parks attractions. Uh, And you can do that using materials you find around your home. Uh, So, for example, they've got Draw Your Castle with Imagineer Amy Young, Build Your R2 Droid with Imagineer Matthew Abiva, uh, Draw Big Thunder Mountain Railroad with Imagineer Reed Aikman, uh, and a couple of others. So if you're interested in doing this, You can stream Imagine from Home from apps like ABC7 in New York, ABC7 in LA, ABC7 in Chicago, 6ABC in Philadelphia, ABC7 in San Francisco. Um, Many of your major ABC stations have them. Uh, And if you can't get it on the streaming app, you can stream it from imaginefromhome.com. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. It is cool. It's no paper parks, but... No, no. 
you can't compete with paper parks. Right. Uh, Disney legend and Disneyland master illustrator Charles Boyer has passed away. Yeah, you might not know who Charles Boyer is, um, but you've probably seen his work. Uh, He started a temporary job in Disneyland uh, sketching portraits in 1960 and ended up staying there for 39 years. He, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, he did become Disney's master illustrator. uh, And he, uh, in his time with Disney, did nearly 50 collectible lithographs, as well as magazine covers, brochures, and flyers, and did company-commissioned oil portraits for retiring employees. So he did all sorts of media, pastels, oils, watercolors, acrylics, pencil, ink. Um, He did... Uh, the self-portrait painting, which is based on the Norman Rockwell painting. It's it's Mickey looking in a mirror and painting, but he's actually painting Walt's face. Uh, that's one of his famous uh, works. And another one of his works is the Firefighter, uh, a Disneyland tribute to firefighters, which was done in 1993. Uh, and that is Mickey shaking the hand of a firefighter, which later became a small uh, rosin statue uh, for purchase. Okay. Um, but he did those drawings. Uh, so he's been retired since 99. Uh, he was made a legend in, I can't see that, 2003. Um, and uh, he passed away, he doesn't give his age, but he did pass away a few days ago. I mean, he had a pretty good long retirement. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? I mean, so he had to be pretty old. Years, right? I mean, he wasn't, you know, it's not like he was in his 70s. Right. Unless he retired really early, which usually Disney people do not do. Right. Okay. Uh, in Disneyland, Oswald's has reopened on Buena Vista Street. That's right. Oswald's is uh, one of the stores on Buena Vista Street. It looks like a gas station and uh, has Oswald the Lucky Rabbit pretty much uh, everywhere uh, in their logo. And uh, they have reopened. Uh, they've only reopened the outside displays. Uh, they have a very small interior mm-hmm. part of the shop, and that has not reopened. Um, but the external displays are open. Okay. Uh, In Walt Disney World, the hours have been adjusted for the February 13th to March 7th uh, park hours. Yeah, I'm completely sorry. That is not not Disneyland. What isn't? That was Tokyo. I I thought it was Walt Disney World and it was Tokyo. Oh, okay. So, I mean, does anyone really care that the hours for uh, Uh, Tokyo were adjusted? I actually just closed the story because I I don't think anyone's listening on Tokyo time. I mean, you know, if you are... You know, you might want to take a look because apparently the hours have been adjusted. Yeah, so that is a first. We do not have any stories today from Walt Disney World in Florida. There mm-hmm. are no construction updates oh on goodness. the uh, the signs. Uh, no. I don't know what we're going to do. The M&M store is open. Everything just must be going well there. There's nothing to talk about. I know. Okay. All right. Well, then let's not let's, talk let's about talk it. Let's talk international parks. Yes, let's start with Paris. Um, the new turrets for Sleeping Beauty's castle there in Paris are being delivered. Yeah, uh, somebody snapped a picture of these uh, two turrets on a semi-trailer driving down the highway. Uh, I thought they would have been delivered, uh, you know, in a little more secure way. A little Uh, more pomp and circumstance. Yeah, but here these turrets are. There's some plastic on them. They're chained down. Yeah, well, Um, it's really just just construction material at this point, right? And they're on the back of a truck. So it looks like they might be going to the new color scheme that uh, many of the other castles uh, have gone to. A little brighter. Looks like it's a, a, a brighter blue. Um, but uh, you know, it's, there's sunlight involved and this plastic's wrapped around it. So you yeah, can't really right. get a good picture. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, right now uh, with the Paris park closed until April 2nd, um, 
Disneyland Paris is getting ready to celebrate their 30th anniversary. So this is all part of a refurb in preparation for that celebration. And uh, the castle is not expected to be finished until later this year, but they are taking full advantage of these few months that they've had with no guests in the park. Right. Yeah. May as well. Right. Exactly. Um, also in Disneyland Paris, uh, they are sharing well, it's not in Disneyland Paris, but Disneyland Paris is sharing the first look at Catastrophe Canyon. Yes, Cars-tastrophe Canyon. Oh, Cars-tastrophe. Cars-tastrophe Canyon is a part of the Cars 66 road trip attraction that will be debuting in 2021 at Disney Studios uh, Park, which will take over for the former Studio Tram Tour. Uh, so if you enjoyed Catastrophe Canyon when it was in Hollywood Studios in Florida... Uh, you'll now have to shoot over to Paris to get a little bit of that. Um, but well, if they can help the theming on it a little bit, then maybe it won't be t- too bad. I mean, yeah. it was getting pretty stale mm-hmm. at uh, Hollywood Studios by the time we were seeing it. That is that is true. Um, but, uh, you know, they're working on that attraction, and it, uh, it, it, it looks pretty good. Good. Yeah. They are insta- installing plastic barriers on many of the attractions there at uh, Disneyland Paris. Yes, these uh, plexiglass plates are being installed to, of course, increase COVID-19 capacity. Uh, and it looks like from like their star tours, it's just a plexiglass sheeting on the back of the seats so that you don't have to like separate people seats with from people. front to back. Yeah, um, Attractions that are getting new barriers include RC Racer, Star Tours, Tower of Terror, Hyperspace Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, Phantom Manor will get it in the stretch rooms. Uh, it's a small world and the Cars Route 66 road trip attraction, even though it's how, not open. Wait, how do you put it in the stretching room? Uh, I, I don't, don't know. understand. Maybe uh, you Does have everybody to stand, get stand in your own box? behind the little plexiglass <laughs> box. I mean, if there's just walking you through, I could see that they, like there's maybe like three lines and they're separating out the lines or something. But right. I'm not I, sure what they're doing. I That's funny. Know. I'll be interested to see some pictures. From yeah. There. Um, they still have Snow White's Scary Adventure in Paris, and they are refurbing that. Yeah, they are. They are refurbing it. They have added some new black lights. They've uh, repainted it to create a glowing effect in there. Uh, it is much scarier. Uh, than the a, Disneyland version? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, of, it's very dark. It's very. It's a very dark ride. It's a dark, dark ride. Yeah, it, but it's, I mean, like dark, um, like not... Not how much light there is, but right. just um, I like don't know. macabre. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, so this is expected to be open uh, around the time that the Disneyland Paris reopens on April second. All right, let's move to Hong Kong. We have one story about Hong Kong. Um, it looks like I mean they, they're not open right now, but they're easing the coronavirus restrictions in Hong Kong beginning on February eighteenth. That's right. They have been closed in Hong Kong since December 2nd due to uh, the pandemic. And beginning February 18th, Hong Kong is going to ease the coronavirus coronavirus restrictions uh, that have been set in place. So this could mean the reopening of sports and entertainment facilities, extended dining hours, and theme parks. Um, So uh, that's good news. Their health health secretary, Sophia Chan, said that catering businesses would be able to operate until 10, uh, which gives them an additional four hours. Previously, restaurants could only open until 6. Uh, beauty salons, theme parks, cinemas, and all sports, sports facilities will be allowed to resume. So they are cautiously optimistic on where they are in their fight against the pandemic. 
Very good. Yeah. Moving to Universal in Florida, uh, this past Saturday and Sunday, both of the parks reached capacity. Yep, that is a good day for them. They reached capacity by a little after two. Um, so that's that's pretty much the whole story. Yeah, that's you know, good news. Disneyland, uh, Disney World never publishes when they reach capacity. Mm-hmm. You just kind of assume they're operating at capacity. Do you? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, maybe they're not hitting it. Maybe their capacity is more because... I feel like you'd hear it because people would be get turned away. Right. And if you go to the park calendar, you can see availability. Yeah. Oh, so maybe people don't get, it's not like people are getting turned away because they just weren't able to make the reservation that day. Right. So yeah, I guess they are hitting probably capacity sometimes, mm-hmm. but not every time. Okay. Uh, now that I've cleared that up for myself. the um, in, Also in Universal, Florida, the there are real flaming torches now. At the entrance to the Velocicoaster. That's right. Uh, the Velocicoaster entrance has two Velociraptors looming over the entrance. Looks like they're poised to attack. Uh, and they now have the entrance illuminated by torches in the evening. And it's a, it's a real flame torch. Very cool. Yeah. Speaking of real flames, uh, they're... I'm hot. <laughs> what? I'm hot. No, no. I'm sorry. It was going to be such a good transition. Speaking of real flames, there was a fire at the Bilgerat. Is that how you say it? Bilgerat barges. Bilgerat barges. That's right. There was a fire at Popeye and Bluto's Bilgerat barges in Islands of Adventure. That is the worst name. What is a Bilgerat? A Bilgerat is a rat that lives around the bilge pumps. Why would you have a a thing for children that has to do with like? Rats. Why would you open an entire theme park based on a mouse? Yes, but he's a cute mouse. He's a cute mouse. Bilge rats. You think bilge rats are just They dirty? don't sound nice. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> so go ahead with your story. So the attraction has been undergoing refurbishment for the past few weeks. And uh, the other day, a fire broke out on February 12th. And uh, it was put out very quickly. And what ended up happening was a um, construction worker... Uh, was refilling the fuel tank for a pump that was being used to remove water, which is exactly what a bilge pump does. Mm -hmm. Um, And he overfilled it, which caused a small flash fire. Oh, no. And uh, the fire was extinguished prior to the actual fire department getting there. Well, thank goodness. Yes. So no one was injured. The ride was not uh, damaged too extensively and uh, everything as well. The Incredible Hulk coaster was down for a day. What was going on there? Do we know? We don't know. Uh, just know that they brought out a uh, boom, what do you call it, a boom lift? Mm-hmm. Scissor. Uh, I guess it's not a scissor lift. Because no, scissor no lift scissors. wouldn't it's get high actual, enough. It's an actual boom. Yeah. Uh, and they had drained some of the water in the area where the loops are, and then they were checking out the, uh, uh, the track. I don't think I would want to be the first one to get back on there. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Because it's to be open the again, one. right? It, it did reopen. I wouldn't yeah. want to be the second one to get on there either. <laughs> um, but it did. It did have some issues, um, and uh, they just say it's been closed for mysterious reasons. Well, they don't say that. People say that. Yeah, but it is uh, a since reopened. Well, good. All right, in Legoland, they are celebrating their tenth anniversary, which is very exciting, um, and they also are starting a new water ski show. That's right. It is a show featuring pirates in training, uh, and it is called Brick Beard's Water Sports Stunt Show. It opened on Friday. Uh, this production is on Lake Eloise, which is where um, many of the uh, 
water ski shows used to take place uh, before Legoland bought it out. Uh, it is a 25-minute show that features Lego costume characters as well as just regular people, I okay. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a talent and stunt show that takes place on the water and off of the water. Uh, so it's water and dry land. Uh, it is the story of Captain Brickbeard's Pirate Academy, uh, and there is lots of audience uh uh, and crowd participation um, uh, required, not required, but you know, encouraged, it, encouraged. There yeah, that's know. always that's, a lot of fun. It makes it much more interesting when you pull the crowd in. Yes. And then our last story uh, comes from the Orlando Sentinel. They are talking about in this article the eight best adrenaline rushes in the greater Orlando area. Yeah. So let me give them to you here. The first one is falling with style. Uh, Skydive the Land has a free fall uh, where you can go skydiving from 13,000 feet. I would not do that. No, you would not. The only thing I would do that with would be, uh, I would go with your cousin Christopher because I trust him. Uh-huh. And he's an experienced skydiver. Okay. I would uh, I would strap myself to him. Good. Yes. Uh, there is a, uh attraction called uh, Tank America. Okay. Which is uh, uh, in Central Florida. And it gives civilians the opportunity to take the controls of a 17-ton tank and drive it around. It is uh, uh, fun because you drive uh, around big obstacles and plunge into a mud pit. You can also – there's another package that involves crushing a car. Would you like like to drive a tank? I would not mind that. Um, Packages start around $350 and you can get more information at tankamerica.com. They are currently in the process of moving. Oh. Um, Florida, Central Florida also has some mountain biking opportunities. Uh, there are some trails near Ocala, uh, near Palm Bay. Uh, to me, mountain biking, not much fun. Of course, uh, they say for adrenaline, you could go to a high thrill attraction at a theme park. I'm surprised. I really thought this was going to be a list of like, um, like the slingshot. You know, the different things oh, that things like more specific Orlando. Right. And specific um, like rides. Mm-hmm. Some of them like they got into specific with the theme park stuff. Like they mentioned the roller coasters, but. But they didn't say which roller coaster. That's what, I'm, that's what I mean. Well, they mentioned some of them. They mentioned uh, SeaWorld's Mako and Kraken, Rip Ride Rocket. Oh, okay. But they get into that. that it's coaster. still considered one thing though. Right. It's, like it's one on category of yeah. thrill rides. Gotcha. Uh, you can swim with sharks in uh, Discovery Cove. It's a free swim alongside 20 sharks. Free meaning not money, not 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 in a money sense, right? Because the package starts at one hundred and twenty nine dollars. <laughs> right. It's a free swim in the sense that uh, there's no tanks or scuba required. It's right. okay. a free swim. Um, you can hunt for gators um, as part of the statewide alligator harvest. Uh, every year they do that to thin out the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go on Lake Okeechobee and charter with Captain Bob Stafford for about fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. So you can hunt alligators. Then you can make like your own purses. You could and belts. Uh, the big thing now, and we even have this up here, is axe throwing. Mm, I can't yeah. see axe throwing being adrenaline. I mean, uh, maybe rushing. if there's a chance that you might like chop off your foot or something. And and you probably would. I definitely would. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there is now some axe throwing in the Orlando area. Uh, one of my favorites is Stumpy's Hatchet House. Oh, yeah. I would never go to a no. hatchet tossing with a guy named Stumpy. No. Uh, and then the Claremont Water Sports Complex uh, offers you the opportunity to ride a jet surf motorized surfboard. Fun. 
which sounds like fun. That uh, you go fifteen or twenty miles an hour. I would also kill myself. You you would on there. There's no way. Mm. All right. All right. Is that it? That's it. It's mm-hmm. a pretty light news day, and hopefully things pick up for Wednesday. I'm sure they will. And until then, I'm Tony, and I'm Cheryl, and you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.